Hi, everyone. I'm Matt Hayes, and we are back with another PJC Uncovered uh, COVID-19 miniseries. Uh, and, you know, I'm here with my partner, Rob May. Hi, everybody. And we are talking to Zach Print, who is the CEO of BlockFi, uh, and Vishal Sanak, who is the CEO of Linksquares. How are both of you guys doing today? Hey, this is Vishal. Doing well? Hey, this is Zach. I'm uh, doing well also, just uh, enjoying working from home. Yeah. So, you know, on that note, I mean, how has coronavirus changed your business, both for the good and the bad? Um, would love to hear perspectives. You know, we've talked a lot about remote work in the past and, you know, everyone was pretty much forced into it. So we'd love to get, you know, your, both of your perspectives on, on how this virus has changed things. Yeah, sure. This is Vishal. Happy to uh, kick off. It's way different. We were a uh, come to the office every day for the most part type of company. And uh, all of that changed on Monday. Well, actually last week when I decided that uh, the company would uh, go remote starting um, Monday of this week. And so we're, we're down through our first week of working fully remotely. So it's definitely way different uh, than it, than it has been in the past. Uh, so that's kind of been the immediate kind of first blush look at it, uh, finding a way to stay in touch and stay in sync and keep the business going. How about you, Zach? Uh, sure. So um, we fortunately uh, started preparing a little bit ahead of time. So two weeks ago today, we did a mandatory uh, work from home for everyone. And actually, you know, even prior to that, just BlockFi as a company, we already have about half of our 85 person team that uh, don't work in our main office in New York. So we're relatively familiar and, you know, in general set up for, uh, you know, conferencing that includes people that are in different locations. And we've had a very, um, you know, a very flexible work from home policy, even for folks that are in our New York office from day one. So we did a test uh, two weeks ago. And then Wednesday of last week, uh, we uh, said everybody should, you know, start working from home. And basically, if you need to come get stuff from the office, you can do that. Um, but uh, you know, start working from home completely uh, last Wednesday. And the bigger disruption or, you know, the bigger Thing that we've had to tackle because we're a business that you know is uh, operating in the crypto market has has just been the market volatility um, in uh, in the crypto space more so than working remotely uh, for now, but uh, that that might change over time. Interesting. And and one question I have for both you guys as CEOs is you know there's the last sort of decade has been this decade in startups where we've talked a lot about culture and the importance of building certain types of culture and. Um, and, you know, there are there are cultures that are built that are more around in-office presence and and some companies, um, you know, like GitHub or companies that are very, you know, remote, um, you know, build their culture a different way. Um, you know, we'll start with you on this, uh, Zach, on this question. But like, wh what, what are you thinking about from a cultural perspective of how you sort of maintain um, whatever culture you had prior to the, the COVID crisis, you know, with your team and, and whether or not that will change going forward? Yeah, I mean, uh, ho hopefully it doesn't uh, change too much in terms of our core uh, company culture, which was, you know, really centered around uh, the values that we have, which are related to, 
you know, how we treat our clients and um, how we approach uh, building our business. Uh, and so, you know, all of those, hopefully we don't lose any of those kind of core business building uh, values and uh, components of our culture that, you know, we all like so much. Um, we also really enjoy hanging out with each other though. And like in general, uh, uh, a lot of people, you know, that work at the company have become friends and it's a lot, um, you know, it's challenging to stay as motivated when you don't have that, uh, you know, human to human, uh, connection and, uh, interpersonal, uh, you know, um, interactions every day. Cause that is a very motivating thing. You know, people have said to us <clears throat> when they visit our office, like, wow, you can feel the energy in the room. And, uh, you know, obviously that, uh, isn't happening right at this moment. Um, but hopefully, you know, uh, this too shall pass and, uh, we'll get back in the office. And from a business perspective, it'll feel like, uh, we haven't missed a beat. Um, and from a, uh, you know, interpersonal, uh, friendship building, you know, team building type stuff. Um, we'll try and do things in the interim to still foster that. So like, uh, we're having a company wide happy hour, digital happy hour today, uh, later this afternoon. Um, and we're doing some kind of team specific, uh, lunches and events. And, uh, I think we're also having like a team, a digital, uh, Pictionary game sometime next week. So we're going to try and have fun with this uh, as much fun as, as we can, but we're also uh, going to be very eagerly awaiting the day when we can uh, get back into the office and go back to normal. So guys, I mean, both of you just, you know, fortunately raised rounds of financing. And so how are you thinking about, you know, the plans that you put together and the budgets that you have and, and how are you thinking about cash burn going forward? And, and how has that evolved in such a short period of time, if, if it has at all? Yeah, I'm happy to chime in first. Uh, because we closed our round in February 12th and uh, received the cash on that day and, and then announced kind of February 26th and working through 2020 budgets, it was actually a really interesting type of uh, time for me uh, personally. We had just gone through the exercise of building out a beautiful 2020 model with my CFO and, and um, went and, and presented it to the board in all different ways and, and actually got, got the approval on the plan. And, and then like 10 days later, here we are, or two weeks later, here we are thinking about, you know, everything has changed and, and some of the base assumptions are definitely different um, in terms of uh, new, new business, new business bookings, how it relate to cash flow and, I think what what we're trying to do at Link Squares is is kind of give it thirty days. Like obviously keep trying to close new business as much as we can and and stay engaged with our customers. We're also in a really interesting kind of space with being in like contract analysis. Like the things that are written inside these contracts are now like pretty important, like force majeure, um, the clause that can uh, govern like a delay or an excuse of a service or or an offering, or even like physical components, right? Um, going through contracts and understanding force majeure has become like every lawyer's number one priority. And so uh, we're publishing content with our customers, trying to get it out into their hands, uh, helping them 
understand how they could search their contracts for this type of language because it's pretty important now. So uh, the the actual like cash burn and thinking about it in the future is uh, be more conservative now. Uh, think about uh, adding new talent at a probably much slower rate than we may have anticipated or tried to forecast before and and essentially ride the ride the downturn of of however long this is going to be i mean i i had two board calls this week already it's on everyone's mind and and it's on my cfo's mind it's on my mind and we're we're in a we're we're you know knock on wood in a in a really fortunate position uh it it doesn't mean we're trying to be mavericks or cowboys in any way, but just thinking about it more conservatively, like uh, pipeline is falling out the bottom, mainly because people are distressed this week. It's their first week working from home and uh, things are going to push. Try to be hopeful, like it could come back, but let's also plan for the scenario where it could be more than like 50% bookings goal miss. It could be like, we may only grow like 25, 30% this year. No one really knows. And and having enough variables to say like, let's control what we can control. I tell that to my team a lot. Like we can control our, our cost of goods sold and onboarding costs. And we can control, you know, our happiness of our customers and we can control how much we spend. There are other things we can't control. We're just going to have to kind of wait and see. Yeah. For, uh, you know, on my end, I think, um, uh, you know, BlockFi operates in the, the cryptocurrency market. And so kind of by design, we're, you know, operating in this market that is uh, global and digital and running uh, 24-7. So um, we don't, you know, anticipate things uh, necessarily slowing down. Uh, as a matter of fact, over the last week, we've seen uh, higher levels of activity across um, you know every product that we have in in market today, and we have institutional clients you know who are kind of like kind of like corporates, but those clients for us are folks who are uh, also participants in the traditional financial markets, which um, it also seems unlikely that uh, you know things are going to close or or change too dramatically there, just given the nature of. Uh, this economic event, uh, which is very different versus, you know, the 2008, 2009 event where it was a, you know, question mark around the stability of our financial system. Um, so I saw a, uh, I saw something on Twitter that <clears throat> I'm going to try and channel for the team and for our strategy and, and messaging, which is uh, Josh Brown from Ritholtz Wealth Management has this video clip up and he's basically saying, we will not be participating in this recession. And he's talking about his company, but but that's the approach that we're taking at, at BlockFi right now. Um, our plans haven't changed. This is an opportunity for us to grab market share or uh, accelerate new client adoption because the value proposition that our products have is incredibly relevant uh, for a time like this. You know, we offer uh, high yield on uh, a high interest rate on dollars and a high interest rate on Bitcoin. Um so we're going to try and capitalize on it. We're not necessarily at this point in time making any types of uh, you know contingency plans or slowing down the business plans. Uh, we actually think that we have a bit of an opportunity to uh, accelerate off of a, a baseline that was already some pretty strong growth uh, coming into this. 
Nice. Now, Zach, you mentioned before that you guys had actually done a little bit of a test run um, before working remotely. And so now that now that this happens, we come out the other side of the coronavirus, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear from both of you guys about, you know, your perspective on whether this will change some of your, you know, scenario planning and business planning, you know, long term, will you put a plan in place for, you know, is this something that you feel like, oh, this is not going to happen again for a very long time, and we don't have to worry about it? Or will you have a sort of, um, you know, plan for, um, you know, a future, you know, pandemic like event that might happen? Um, and, and if so, you know, any thoughts on, on how it would work and whether you would just, you know, ramp it up if you saw something starting or, or what? I think this is a good stress test. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're a regulated financial services company. So, uh, regardless of what's going on in terms of actually needing to implement the plans, uh, we have to have things like business continuity plans and disaster recovery plans and, uh, operational security plans in terms of, uh, you know, key man risk with different senior executives at the, at the company. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know that any of those will necessarily change, but, uh, we, we have definitely learned a few things, uh, going through this exercise. Like for example, when we're onboarding new employees, now we're going to give them two chargers for their laptop, not one because the most common thing that people like didn't have at home was a charger for their work laptop <laughs> because they had it, you know, sitting under their desk. Um, but you know, uh, other than minor tweaks on the margin, there, there hasn't really been anything, uh, that's emerged through this exercise so far that makes me think we need to kind of, you know, fundamentally, uh, change the planning that we already do on an ongoing basis. Um, and, uh, you know, the way fundamentally we've been able to handle this scenario. Yeah, for us, it's, it's really been understanding the, the inner workings of our company um, from a cost perspective. And, and we're, we're fortunate that the bank account is, is quite full right now. But if this were to happen in another time, in another scenario, like uh, understanding the decisions we're making now uh, is definitely useful for a future event. Um, the the more the more precise we are right now, and the, and the more quick we are to take action that can help elongate runway through through this kind of down cycle that might occur for you know who knows three months, six months, a year, eighteen months. Some say online. Uh, making sure that when we feel comfortable again, we can get back to thinking about the growth that we were thinking about last year when I was running the fundraise and thinking about the opportunity. The good thing is like for us selling our software to in-house legal teams, like if, if someone couldn't buy this month, but they still needed the type of product we had and we had a good conversation, uh, likely feel like a time in the future, it'll still be there. Uh, and, uh, continue to, ratchet back as fast as we would open the pipe up and, and let it go uh, when the time comes right. Um, it's just an interesting time. Uh, we, we are though like not stopping product development. I think, I think that's one like edge that we can create is like continue to push hard in the engineering and the product side and, and continue to make new features and new add-ons and, and be ready for when, things are in a better situation just generally so that we can be there right on the forefront uh, 
that that's what really is the the silver lining in all this for for me personally. Cool. Um, and and just kind of one last question for you guys. You know, when you on a more practical note, um, what kind of tools are you using? What things are you know using Zoom conferencing? Um, you know, are you Slack users? Have you switched you know more over to email? But like, what are the what are the key tools that have really you know saved you in this uh, this remote work world? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, go ahead, Vishal. Oh, sure. Uh, Zoom is a very useful tool, right? Have a face-to-face interaction. So uh, we're Slack users. Uh, we're we're trying different things, kind of to to what Zach was saying, like virtual hangouts and happy hours. And uh, we're going to play Link Squares Bingo next week with the whole company and hand out some Amazon gift cards. And we're also doing like executives are taking time on on the management team to do smaller hangouts like breakfast and lunch. Just so that that whole like we like each other, we hired people that we like and generally like to be around. Missing that missing that piece has has been probably the most challenging. And uh, doing health and wellness checks with everyone inside the company. How are you feeling? Uh, how uh, how how has it been impacting you? Oh, like are your is your family okay? Making sure that comes to the forefront always. Uh, we've been doing like type form type surveys. Uh, and, and trying to do scheduling via type form, like, Hey, you want to have breakfast with Vishal next week at eight in the morning, like sign up here. And, and that stuff's been pretty effective. So continue to use G suite, um, calendar, zoom, Slack, stuff like that. Yeah, we're the same, uh, zoom, Slack, uh, all the Google products, um, Telegram is something that we use for uh, communicating with clients and we're uh, heavy social media users in terms of our uh, marketing team. So um, kind of, you know, more of the same on uh, on those fronts. So Rob and Matt, how uh, how has it changed being a venture capitalist, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, we did a whole podcast on that, but you want to answer that, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I think the craziest part is just you you go from a, you know, a radical period of growth where, you know, companies are funded and, you know, plans are super aggressive to, you know, four days later spending the whole day calling all the companies that are in our portfolio, asking them how much runway they have if customers stop paying them and if they've run sensitivity against, you know, their inability to collect on AR. And it's just it gets a lot less fun. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it was a lot more fun a few weeks ago. So that would be, that would be my take. It's, it's, you know, it's, you have to do it, but it also, uh, you know, it also sucks. Yeah. I mean, and these, these cycles, um, you know, they, uh, things have been flow and this is a particularly bad down cycle, I think. And, you know, I, I think our advice to entrepreneurs is like, you know, try to try to raise bigger rounds. They're going to be more dilutive because valuations come down, but you know, this is about survival. Um, and, and that's what they have to think about. And so some of our companies that were in the process of sort of raising around, we encourage them to tack on some extra capital if they could get it, um, you know, lower the valuations if they had to, uh, you know, pull down some debt if they have it. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, when you haven't run a company through bad times, um, or you haven't been through that, right. It's, it's easy to get blindsided by these things. So. It's going to be going to be very, very interesting to see where, you know, how we come out of this and, and what it looks like and 
you know, how long it takes to get back to where the economy was um, from a sort of demand perspective. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty hopeful. Uh, and I, you know, I think it'll, I think it'll go well. So, um, so Zach uh, Prince from, from BlockFi and Vishal Sunak from Link Squares. Thank you guys for, uh, for being on the podcast today. And, um, you know, everybody who's out there listening, thank you for, for listening in. We hope you're doing well uh, and, and weathering this crisis. Um, and, uh, you know, if there's, uh, if there's questions you want us to ask or guests you want to see on the podcast in the future, please send those to podcast at pjc.vc.